You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three, four. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three. Check, baby, check, baby, one, two. Check, baby, check, baby, one. Here's the rump shaker. Actually, it's Karen Choi, and you are listening to the episode 22 of the Secret Muse Society podcast. Not Rex in effect, but all I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Just shake your rump. I'm sorry, not sorry. This is me pumping you up because I'm so excited for today's topic. When it comes to processing information like your thoughts, feelings, new ideas, issues, do you think to talk or talk to think? Today, we're going to look at our thinking and processing styles. I know it's not really giving you vibes of being in an orange string bikini and playing a saxophone in the water while there's a party on the beach, like the music video Rex in effect, right? But nerd out with me. This is, I I think this stuff is really fun. Some of us are internal processors and we think to talk while others of us are external processors who talk to think. And we've likely been these ways for most of our lives. Just think back to grade school. Were you the kind of kid who needed to talk an idea or a concept through before you understood it? Or were you the kind of kid who had quietly taken the information, learn it on your own, and then apply it out loud the next day? I'm bringing the exploration of innies and outies, (laughs) to the Secret Muse Society today because it's kind of my current obsession. It's giving me so many aha moments in the way I communicate, how to avoid misunderstandings, setting boundaries, and even achieving creative goals faster. Now, this episode in itself is kind of an external processing process. (laughs) I am talking to think. But I know you are going to gain so much out of it because I have in a very short amount of time and it has been quite a game changer. So today we are going to share the definition of the internal processor and external processor, look at the signs of what makes an internal processor and an external processor and offer you a few tips on how to maximize your internal and external processing preferences. And I'm using the word preferences strategically right now because there is a difference between our preferences and actually what works better. I know that this is going to be a game changer for you. So let's dive in. Where did this come from first? I was on a phone call with my very good friend, Peter, and he was sharing, you know, we were just catching up and he was sharing his new book idea with me. 
And we were kind of exploring different concepts of it. And he just kind of casually slid in the fact that another friend of his pointed out to him that he is an external processor. And he told me he was surprised by that, which kind of gobs back to me because Peter very much presents as an external processor. Like when we get on the phone, we are on the phone for hours. And he, when he starts talking, he can go on and on and on and on. And it's interesting. And his ideas are formed and he is articulate and he makes a point. And so I've always thought that he was naturally an external processor, whereas he believed that he was an internal processor, which got me thinking, am I an internal processor? Am I an external processor? Which then led me to start researching it. So after I started researching it, oh my gosh, light bulbs, fireworks all over the place. The foghorn was going, you might hear that sound a lot today. And conversations with my husband, noticing interactions with friends and how I communicate with my parents, even with our kids, looking back at what my work life was like, like so many different things changed. How do I show up on this podcast and create content that is of value to all you incredible muses out there? This was a game changer. And that is why I'm so excited to bring it to you today. So let's dive in. What is an internal processor? Well, an internal processing means that when you have a lot on your mind, you are probably more likely to turn inward. You will look at your think thinking and feeling and sort everything through on your own in a quiet place. Like, for example, if you had to make a big decision or you had a very strong emotional reaction to something or you're feeling really overwhelmed with whatever's going on in your life, you tend to retreat and spend time with well, what's going on here in order for you to get clarity. That is an internal processor. Some telltale signs that internal processors look and behave like is maybe you were called quiet for most of your life. You tend to listen more than you talk. You crave alone time to be with your thoughts. And when you are sorting out and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on internally, your thoughts and feelings, you're more likely to like do it in your own head, maybe journal it, maybe meditate, maybe pull out your reflection cards rather than calling a friend. Another internal processor thing is if you have trouble putting your words, your thoughts into clear words in the middle of a conversation, especially when emotions are running high perhaps you are an internal processor because you need to kind of step away and gather your thoughts. Or perhaps like think about when it's time for a meeting with your work. You are really into seeing the agenda, looking at what will be discussed, perhaps jotting down notes of what you want to contribute. You like to think about what you're going to share before you share it. Another thing is, you know, Perhaps you have a conversation with somebody or you went out to an event and when you're at home later, you're like thinking about all the things you would have liked to have said. And that's when the conversation is over. So it's kind of the whole, you hate being asked to talk about something on the fly. You don't want to talk out loud until you've had time to think about what you're going to say. 
You do much better when you have time to prepare in advance. And when I say you do much better, you have clarity. Your thoughts are more clear. You you have words for your emotions. When it comes to ideas, you can understand the concepts. Maybe an issue that are complex or simple, you have a clear understanding of where you stand in it. So here are some things that you can keep in mind if you're an internal processor. And these are things that will help you to get the clarity because I should have said this in the beginning, but processing, thinking, what is that objective when we say we need time to think or we need time to process? I would say that the objective of thinking and processing is to gain clarity. Now, if you're going to step back and think and process so that you can avoid it, that's a different story, right? If you want to think and process so that you can spend time judging it or, I don't know, creating a debate around it, that's a different thing. But if you need to step back to think and process because you need to understand it better, see what are your options have a clear understanding and perspective of around that thought, feeling, issue, idea, like be able to articulate it. That is for me the goal of thinking and processing. So when we come back to the tips that could help you as an internal processor, if you don't already have some kind of journal or writing practice, I recommend that you start one. Pick up a journal with my clients who are internal processors. We usually Actually, I have to come back to, I have to come back and correct myself because I've just started really seeing people as internal and external processors. So now when I look back to the clients who journaling has been very useful for them, this is it. Writing is one of the best ways for internal processors for you to organize all that jumble web of thoughts and feelings so you could see them on paper and gain clarity for yourself. Another thing that is great for internal processors is to do something meditative. And it doesn't have to be sitting down and meditating, <laughs> right, in the most literal sense but actually having meditative or mindfulness practices that will help you to calm an overactive mind so that you can think more clearly. So you could just, you know, straight up meditate, or you could also do practices like moving, yoga, going for a walk in nature, dancing, listening to music, washing the dishes, Anything that gets you into a place where you are feeling soothed and your mind is calm. Something when you get into a state where your prefrontal cortex is active and in optimal state. And a third tip for internal processors is as often as possible, ask that you can have time and space to organize your thoughts ahead of time. So perhaps it's a presentation at work or having an important conversation with your partner. Figuring out what you want to say in advance allows you to get your message across clearly and confidently. So perhaps you're stepping away to take notes, even writing cue cards. All these types of processes that help you to organize your thoughts are great tools for you. Don't shy away from them. Now, when it comes to an internal processor communicating with others, 
These types of things could be really helpful for you. First of all, when you know you're an internal processor, you can tell the people in your life how you work. You can avoid misunderstandings by letting them know, hey, I need actually some time to process what's going on so I can speak back to you. So for example, my husband, Yusik, now that we've, we're looking into this internal processing and external processing, we know now that he is an internal processor. So when we're having conversations and he, I ask him a question and he sits there not responding to me and I'm like, Hey, can you hear me? Are you ignoring me? Hello? What's going on? When we realize that he actually needs time to think, then I can actually give him space to do it. I'm not sitting there taking it personally that he's not saying anything. So you gotta, when you know you're an internal processor, you can ask for time to think. Like again, when you are getting together with a leadership team or in a meeting with collaborators, suggest the time, prepare an agenda, really decide for yourself. What are the intentions of your thoughts? What do you want to come to? Is it an opinion? Is it a point of view? Is it a message that you want to share? Is, do you want to bring learning to the table? Like this is an important thing for you to know what you want to think about. And coming back to the journaling and the cue card writing, the other way that internal processors give yourself permission to share your thoughts in writing. So if you don't feel comfortable having conversations face-to-face or on the telephone, let people know this, that you have trouble articulating your thoughts and feelings out loud. And it's okay that you are going to step aside, write them a note, send them an email, Know that, ask for what you need. This is a way that we can set boundaries for ourselves so that we can have those relationships and connect with people in the way that works best for you. So for example, I have a client who is an internal processor and she has trouble articulating her thoughts and feelings without getting emotional. And I'm not saying that it's bad to be emotional there, but she doesn't want to show her, she's not ready yet to show her vulnerability. She's not ready yet to cry in front of certain people. And so until she is, maybe she won't ever, but she still wants to be able to share with them what she really thinks and feels. And so she's giving herself permission to write it down, to send them a letter and let that be the way that she can speak her truth and express herself. Because just because you're an internal processor and you have to think to talk and sometimes talking out loud might be challenging for you doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. All right, let's get into the external processing. So while the internal processor thinks on their own, thinks quietly inside their own head, an external processor is someone who prefers to talk it out with someone else. It means that when you're trying to organize your thoughts in your mind, it just feels like a big jumble, like hanging out in a garage full of junk. And no matter how much you try moving things around, things never seem to get tidier or organized. <laughs> However, if you can open that garage door and start putting things out on the driveway in 
categories in piles, then everything starts to get much clearer. Here are some telltale signs that can help you determine if you are an external processor. All right, you might have a hard time keeping your thoughts and feelings inside, especially when you're stressed and overwhelmed. Are you the kind of person who has like verbal outbursts? <laughs> people in your life generally know how you feel about most things. I think some people call this living with your heart on your sleeve or living out loud, but you're just more expressive and communicative about what's going on in your internal world. When you are sorting out your thoughts and feelings, you are likely to need to talk it out with someone. So you're looking for a friend to talk it through or maybe a coach or a therapist that really helps you. When it comes to talking through ideas or expanding on big concepts, you love brainstorming sessions with a collaborator, whether in a group or in one-on-one, -on -one, you get to, you really benefit from having a sounding board to bounce ideas off of each other. And that always brings you more clarity. Now, another external processor sign is if you have a lot on your mind, you're frustrated if you don't have someone to talk to. You are frustrated if you have an out, if you don't have an outlet. Or maybe it's not about having another person. Do you talk to yourself out loud a lot? Like when you're hanging out by yourself and trying to figure things out, are you doing it out loud? <laughs> There's nothing crazy about that. That is you external processing. Maybe you even record voice memos for yourself. Maybe you even use video and record videos to yourself. This is external processing. Another key sign of external processing is you often don't know how you feel until you say it out loud. And this is a big one. You get frustrated when someone tries to offer solutions before you're done talking through how you feel about something. Does this sound like you? Are you an external processor? Are you an Audi? Now, here are some things to keep in mind if you're an external processor. You are going to need trusted confidants, right? You are going to need people that you can trust to hold space for you, to help you by being a listening ear, and to ask you thoughtful questions to help you think through. You don't want, you don't need a person who keeps trying to bottom line you to get to the point before you're ready, right? If you are talking to think, it's going to be messy. It's going to be all over the place. And that's okay. You need someone who is willing to go through that process with you, whether it be a good friend or a coach, a therapist, or perhaps a mentor. You need a trusted confidant. Another thing to keep in mind if you're an external processor is coming back to using recording tools. You can record yourself. If you don't have someone to talk to in the moment, you can record yourself using the voice memo on your phone or recording a video of yourself. It helps you to talk through your thoughts and to hear them out loud. <laughs> and hey, writing works really well for external processors too. It's not just an internal processor thing. And this is maybe why my friend Peter thought he was an internal processor. But when writing, when you're able to get your thoughts out of your head and on paper and to see it, you have externalized it, right? And so writing works really well for external processors too. When you are an external processor, how to maximize this communication style? Again, when we come back to looking how we can set boundaries and show people how we would like to be treated and express our needs in relationships and conversations, here are three things. You can ask people to listen without jumping in to fix-it mode. So 
For example, say you're in a conversation with your partner and you are an external processor, you can preface that conversation by saying, hey, I just need you to listen without interrupting me. I just need to talk through in order to think this out. I just need to organize my thoughts out loud before I can see or consider what I'm going to do with this information. You can remind the other person that you're not going to them for solutions, but you're going to them to either to vent, to just air out your thoughts and feelings, just to get clarity. Another thing in communication as an external processor, you can make it clear to the people listening that you are still figuring it out. You're still figuring out your thoughts and your feelings. So whatever you're saying is not fully formed or, (laughs) or your end result. Like you can tell them that the whole point of talking things out is so that you can get clear on what's true for you. So whatever you say in that moment is just coming up in the moment so that they don't attach to any deep significance to any of those things too soon before you really are sure of how you think and feel. So for example, if you are, again, this is, I'm just on this string of how to apply this with the people like a partner or people we work with or communication relationships is if you are in a processing mode and you are talking to someone, you can tell them, hey, I'm not really sure where I stand on this, but by talking it through with you, I can figure it out. So don't get too attached to certain things. Please don't take it personally. This is just part of the process. This is not the end result or outcome. And then the third thing, setting up yourself for a conversation as an external processor, you can ask for open-mindedness. Let the person know that you're feeling vulnerable about sharing unformed thoughts and feelings. Let them know that you aren't looking for any type of solutions or problem solving. Let them know that judgment and criticism isn't going to help in this moment. Just help them to understand what you need in that conversation. And in that sense, you can also find out if the person that you're confiding in is capable of holding that space for you in order to speak candidly right? So ask, can you be open-minded? Can you listen without judgment? Can you put your bias and assumptions aside and just listen, be a sounding board for whatever comes up and let whatever comes up be what it is and not have anything to do with you or the other party or whatever you're talking about. So you can ask for open-mindedness. All right. So now that we've gone through what an innie and an outie looks like, an internal processor, an external processor. Do you have an idea of what you are? What have you been living as for most of your life? And when you think about processing and thinking with the objective of getting clear, now I want you to think, is the current process you're using helping you to get the most clear? And is it the fastest? So when we talk about efficiency. We want it to be fast and effective. Is your current thinking and processing style effective and fast? In our next episode, I'm going to break this up into two parts because we're coming, things are getting a little long now. Now you might be thinking, isn't our internal processing or external processing a matter of introversion and extroversion? And I would say not necessarily. And here's why. Introverts, as we know, tend to focus their thinking inward and 
get their energy from being by themselves. Whereas extroverts, there is a quality of being outgoing, but it's more about generating energy when you are interacting with others. You can be an extrovert who processes internally, and you can be an introvert who processes externally. So let me think of an example for you. So an extrovert, someone who gets energy by being with other people, can be an internal processor because they first had to spend time by themselves with their thoughts and feelings, getting clear on how would I name how I feel? What do I think about this? What do you think about? What is your stance on this specific issue? And then when you go out as an extrovert and are being with people and getting so much energy with people, you are sharing all the information you know. For example, my husband Yusik is an extroverted internal processor. He learns quietly on his own, understands the information, and when he is in a group of people, he will just blurt it out and tell you all the things that he knows. He is an extroverted internal processor. An example of an introverted external processor would be someone who, for example, you manage your energy by being yourself. That is where you gain energy. And then when you are with people, you may be seeking out others to help you talk to think, to talk out loud what's going on in your thoughts and feelings. And then once you have expended all that energy with other people talking things through, then you might come back into your own space and refresh yourself. So are you an innie or an outie? This is where we're at. I think that I'm going to break this episode into two parts. And in the second part, we're going to come back and look at it from a different way. What if you've been living as an internal processor all your life, but it's actually not the best way to help you get clear? For example, I don't know if you've guessed this throughout the episode is all my life, I've been living as an internal processor. I have always been the listener. I am quiet. I, I come, I retreat to spend time with my thoughts and feelings. But here's the thing. I have recently realized that that process doesn't gain me clarity. Where I gain my biggest aha moments is in conversation with others, those who ask questions, those who give me space to talk it out, those who make it feel safe to express whatever is coming in flow without any judgment or criticism. And through this, I realized I am actually an external processor. All my aha moments have come from being in conversation. Bing! And I don't want to give away too much. We are going to dive into that in the next episode. So this is going to be a two-part any outie. Thank you for being here. I really, really hope that what we've covered so far in terms of internal and external processing has helped you gain a new understanding of yourself, the people you love and the people you work with. And most of all, I hope it gives you the courage to ask for what you need when it comes to communication. I hope it gives you courage to set up some boundaries and show people what is required in a relationship with you to make it the most flow and engaged and connected 
processing system. (laughs) I just want you to come from a place of true authenticity. Okay, Muse? So I'd love to hear how this episode helped you. Send me a DM on Instagram at karenchoy.co. And thank you so much for being here and kind of going through this externally processed idea with me. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next time, Muse, be in love, be in joy, and be inspired. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold. Stay gold.